What's going on? This is Totally Blitz Podcast. I'm Paul Pickham, Wynnum Concha. And as always, I'm joined by my co-pick. Hey man, you already know it's the game. It's the it's the game day changer himself. The little KK, aka the Don P White, aka Kev Body Boys Boy, aka the homie that was vibing, cooling, chilling, making 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 plays all Thanksgiving. How, how was your Thanksgiving, Paul? Thanksgiving was a success. Three stops, three plates, knocked them. Everyone knocked out the food. A home run. Nice. Uh, watched. I mean, shit, three stops, three plates, three games. It was everything came into place. Uh, this is a little shot right here. Shout out to my co-host. We um, Thanksgiving was a success. Thanksgiving episode was a success. Uh, everything's coming into place. So shot. Yes, Oh, that's gone. Oh, haven't had like a straight vodka in a while. I thought that would be good to get the, the vibes going. But how was your Thanksgiving over there in the G? I was good chilling. I was grinding, doing what I do, getting going crazy, watching football. That shit was lit. The games like yesterday was lit as fuck. But yeah, I was just grinding, doing what I do, watching football. Has the has the Falcons played Thanksgiving Day? I know they probably have in the history, but have you ever watched like a do you remember yeah, anything? Like I want to say like not maybe like two or three years ago, and it was pretty bad. No, yeah, it was pretty bad. We played the Saints. Hey, we played well, the Saints back when Drew Brees was there. And um I wanna say we played a one more time. But now Thanksgiving football is actually pretty lit. I was actually doing the people the history on this shit. And there's been some crazy shit to go down on Thanksgiving, like bruh. Like, My favorite. Um, like Barry Sanders once killed once killed somebody for like three touchdowns, two hundred yards, and I was just saying like, what the fuck? Oh, on Thanksgiving, Randy Moss's three catches, one hundred sixty yards. One of the most famous stat lines of all time. A, but like, it's crazy. People don't know that like the Cowboys wanted to draft Randy Moss. Like a lot of people don't know that Randy Moss was a rookie that year, and a lot of people really don't know the fact that Randy Moss um. He actually dropped one ball that game. You know, he dropped one, and it was literally in his hands. Like, he dropped the fourth touchdown. Niggas don't know that. Oh, one of my favorite histories, another Cowboys game, it was, uh, I think it was 26 years ago, uh, and it was the Cowboys, uh, Cowboys versus Dolphins. Dolphins, and it was the <laughs> the punt, and uh, they didn't go nowhere, and then they, well, I don't even know who the Cowboys player was that touched it, and Dolphins get in the end zone, we win on them. Walk out. You already saw Jerry Jones, young Jerry Jones, cheering. I thought that was Jason Garrett for a second. He was cheering. Oh, good time. Yeah, that shit was funny. I actually seen that. There was um, his name was Leon Lepp. Leon Lepp, that's who it was. You guys, and he had a miscue in the Super Bowl. That he had a miscue in the Super Bowl. That was a big deal too. But um, you guys got your field goal block. Jerry field Jones goal block. That's what it was. Jerry Jones is lit, vibing. Everybody's hurt on the Dolphins side. Snowy day, but. You, they blocked it, and then nobody touched the ball. Nobody covered the ball except Leon left, who goes in there, and it was snowing. He tries to get, he tries to recover the ball. He slips, and you guys get the ball at the one yard line to kick again. <laughs> that shit was, and that shit was terrible. Like that should get you cut. The, yeah, especially when you do it on the second the time. Still went on to win the Super Bowl that year. 
But like that shit would have got you cut like immediately. You would all you would have heard is Leon Lep get released by the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, but Thanksgiving Day's always been known for their history. And one of the biggest hit like history was made this Thanksgiving with the Cowboys and Raiders. I told us both teams 14 penalties over a hundred yards, first time in over like 18 years. There was just an insane amount. There was four DPIs on one player for the Cowboys, the same player. Yeah, that was bad. Yeah, there is – some people are like, hey, just let him play. Some people are like, hey, broke a rule, called flag. Hey, that was a good game. Especially it's crazy because that game broke ratings. Like, that game, they I got a notification saying that they had, like, 30.39.6 million people who are tuned in. I was like, that's insane. I've never seen a rating for an NFL ever before. And I was just like, that's an insane amount of people. Like, I've probably never seen a rating before. And I was like, that's an insane amount of people. All right. Well, speaking of rating, how would you rate the three Thanksgiving games? And that's the way we'll uh, break them down. Oh, yeah. We definitely go Cowboys, Raiders, then then Lions, Lions. Um, the Bears. Yeah, so the Lions. And then um, – the line, yeah, the Lions really pissed me off on that game. Two then, timeouts um, at the end of the game. That was that another loss that was by their own hands or whatever you want to say. And then the last game was the Bills and Saints. Yeah, I'm taking the yeah, So it goes that that order. It goes Cowboys, Raiders, Lions, Lions, Bears, and then um Bills, Bills, Saints. So what's your takeaway from the Cowboys and Raiders? Oh man, like another loss in Jerry World. The Raiders ain't the Raiders ain't no hoes. Like the Raiders came <laughs> through. Like they was pressuring Derek, but yeah, my dog Parsons, Derek. Parsons set that rookie record or broke it. Um, with his hey, own. don't get me wrong. There was a lot of bullshit being called. Like Michael Parsons tweeted how like he um they called a um the pass not the, the roughing the passer. passer. And all he did was, like, run into his – and then, like, Derek Carr just ran into um, his knee. Yeah, and he's and trying like, to, like, stop as the other guy beside him is, like, hitting it. Like, I don't know. Like you said, man, they called 28 penalties. That shit was insane. Mike McCarthy's still mad about that shit right now. Yeah, if you're but, calling 28 um, penalties, you're bound to get something wrong and you're bound to get something right. Facts. And that shit was crazy, though. Like, so Michael Parsons, they – Mike, the, the the Raiders are just the truth. The Raiders are not no hoes. They're gonna they're not gonna back down. They're gonna try to win. But also, there are key pieces on Dallas that ate regardless. Like Michael Parsons did not stop at all for a second. That was a motherfucking beast. But at the end of the day, Deshaun Jackson, Hunter Renfro, they really showed up this game. They really did what they had to do. Even um, they have another um receiver, Jones. He was doing his thing too, like Zay Jones. Yeah, so like Derek Carr got weapons. They can still be explosive and they can get W's. And like they're still in this playoff hunt. That's what I got from that game. The Cowboys, they're not looking like like we said. They like to get there. They like to slow down in the middle of the season and make it interesting for their own division. But the Raiders really showed up this game. I give them that because they fought. Yeah, no, I got to say the same thing. Even when you have all your woes with um, penalties and all that, but to break down the game, hey, the Cowboys, they came to play, but the Raiders just came to play a little harder. They um, Even uh, Deshaun Jackson with that first touchdown, I thought that, like, as soon as I saw that first touchdown, Deshaun Jackson, I was like, uh-oh, like, this might, like, I don't like how this is feeling. 
And uh, Parsons eight. I want to say uh, didn't didn't both the receivers for the Raiders get over a hundred yards? Yeah, man, and Renfro. Some great catches. And Renfro, he's like his route tree is crazy. I'll give that man right there knows uh can run some routes, and he's in the trenches with it. He the, he's not the flashiest player, but yet uh his his game backs him up. What I took away from this game is the Cowboys. They're good. I just don't think we can say that they're a great team yet. They've had some early splashes and everything, and people wanted to crown them. Of course, they're the NFC East best right now, of course. But if people wanted to crown them as Super Bowl favorites, maybe, and, like, all this and that, I not now I'm giving them a second look. of like, hey, you're a really good team, but I don't know if I can consider you a great team yet. I don't know if I can put you on the Packers level. Um, who else is up there? Like, the Bucks and – chiefs um when they're on their super bowl run but i can still say that you're a really good team and you you're gonna play every week oh yeah i respect them like this game was lit this game was lit they wanted the overtime so like yeah. you can't really can't fault it a lot of it's momentum lot. shifts too like when uh tony pillard brought back the 100 yard kick return uh kick return like right there if you're a cowboys fan you're like that's what we needed like late in the third quarter we're down by over, like um over a touchdown that's what we need to get us back in the game right there instant that's offense just crazy i can't remember the score that happened before that but like the game was like 24 to 6 to like 24 to 7 like if they don't, if Tony Pollard doesn't take that back like that and really get everybody jumping, energized, and excited, it's a whole different ball game. Facts. And like, when's the last time you seen a kick and taken back on Thanksgiving? Like Devin Hester, maybe. Yeah, that felt good watching something like that. And then, uh, what was the other game you had second? Oh, the Lions basically shooting himself in the foot, calling those two timeouts to end the game. Bears win. What was it? Fourteen, sixteen. Final score. Oh, my gosh. I really thought the Lions was going to take this done. They were the lead in most of the game, 14 or 13, most of the game. And it's just like they had the chance. Shout out to Monty. That boy got a mean-ass pick. And then and he, he dropped one high. earlier in the end zone in the first quarter as well. Like he, that, that, that point was really fault. eaten. Yeah, he was, that wasn't even his fault. Jimmy Graham would um really knock that shit out of the way. But that second pick, that second one was fucking athletic. Like, that shit was nasty. It looked like he just played the passing lanes perfect. No, he for, he's turning into something over there. Yeah, bro, that pick was fucking crazy. And then, like, literally, play, it looked like he played the passing lanes perfectly. But, like, that's what the Lions do, like. The game was close. They had multiple chances to win. It's just like little stupid shit. And I don't. And that back to and that those back to back timeouts were so bad because like the Matt Nagy's calling a timeout at the same time. Like, ah, the lines be close, man. I really thought they had a chance this week, but nah, this wasn't the game. Hey, same division. If they had a bigger brother that acted just like them, was just a little bit better. With the Vikings, <laughs> like everything is gonna be close with these guys. And like the thing that's crazy is that like DC was just like on the, like when they mess up and they were doing like stupid little because a lot of stuff was penalties, a lot of stuff were holding calls, just bad, False bad, funda bad fundamentals, like a lot of bullshit. And like I can't remember if this is the game. I think it might have been the Cowboys versus Raiders. 
But like they got they got flagged for I'm not there's a good chance it was the Cowboys Raiders, but they got flagged because the center moved his head up and down the signal that he was about to snap the ball. It was like that's fucking insane. I remember, there's a good chance that was the Cowboys versus the yeah, Raiders. Yeah, I remember this game particularly. Um I think it was Troy Aikman in the booth and he said uh we're going to think – you always think back on some wacky matchups and Thanksgiving. He goes, we're going to think back. Like, you remember that Bears-Lions game where they flagged for holding so many times or something? It was like – and it was just because, like, even the commentators had to say how ridiculous they're, they're getting called on holding. It was almost every play or every big play called back on holding. And on the Lions um, particularly. But no, yeah, that shit was real. That shit DeAndre was real. Swift went out with an injury. I think that was the biggest thing outside of the loss. Like one of their key components is now might be gone. I'm not. I don't not sure how major of an injury it was, but um, shit, it was already being a hard. Uh, it was already a hard day being a Lions fan, and now you're not gonna have DeAndre Swift. And that's your swiftest player, man. Yeah. Shit. I got nothing else to say, brother. I mean, Andy Dalton, like like I said, their offense went from shit to poop. You could only put up what third, uh, 16 points on a porous Lions defense. Other the than defense played straight though. They played yeah, no, the defense, and I, I root for the defense, especially because of Monty there. But just when it comes down, like when you're supposed to be have a better offense, you're not supposed to just put up 16 on this, especially when their offense gives the Lions offense gives the ball back so quickly with I, short drives I, and turnovers. I'll give it to them because like, I don't think the Bears have a good offense, in my opinion, but like the um. The Lions just, they played, like, a lot of man coverage and a lot of deep shit, like, a lot of Andy Downs. That last drive from that one from, like, eight minutes, eight and a half minutes per damn near that pretty much the end of the game where he called yeah. back-to-back timeouts. Like, they called – the only times they really got caught slipping was when they were playing, like, a really deep man coverage. So, like, motherfucking – the Lions just straight. And, like, they played – you can tell they played it well because they didn't have Allen Robinson. And – I can't. I don't know his first name, but Mooney. Darnell Mooney. Mooney out. He got some big. He got some big catches and some big moments. Like he played good. He's he a legitimate like guy. Dollars. Like his his name's getting flown around there. He's been pretty good consecutive weeks now. He struggled together some weeks. Yeah. So like it wasn't like a terrible game, like offensively and defensively. Like it wasn't battling it out a little bit. It's just like I just think they matched up really well with each other. No, I agree. If the Lions were to play anybody, it was supposed to be a good game for Thanksgiving. I think the Bears was the best option. Definitely. And they should have fucking won that shit. Hey, and that, even if they didn't call the back-to-back timeouts, it was just like, what the fuck? It was just like, how do y'all just do this like this? Because they would have called, they would have stopped that play because there was nothing open on that play. True. But on to the next game to wrap us up for Thanksgiving. We had probably, you said your personal favorite with this, just watching the Saints get the ass beat. Yeah. Hey, Falcons Twitter was lit. That shit was fun. I will say Josh Allen didn't have his best game and they still beat the fuck out of them. Like that's something to like really just drive home. It was like Josh Allen threw a couple picks and as the Saints offense couldn't do nothing. Like, and the Bills, hey, we fucked up here and there. We may have stumbled on the speed bump, but we're 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 uh, a train still right now. At least that's what they saw. Nah, I saw. Definitely. Um, what's it called? Pray for that boy, Tredavious White. That boy's out for the season. That shit is bad. That boy's huge really blow. The league, I noticed. He was showing. He was showing people that he was a top. Everybody knew he was a top ten corner, but he was like, "Yo, I'm little. I'm more top five than top ten. If you really look, if you really look at it, but um." 
the Bills bust their ass. And like I and I'm not gonna lie, I've, ever since I said the Saints suck, like they really, they haven't won a game since. Like, I just want to throw that out there. But um the That's Bills the cliff ass, before and I think else. it was more on the receivers, like because Dawson Cox. Who Dick scored two touchdowns on their ass, really three, but they called it back. They called one back. Stefan Diggs put the moves on Marshawn Lattimore. That shit went viral. That boy was uh. They they said uh. Uh-uh. Uh. Uh. That shit was that shit was straight footwork. Like, and that's what that's um Stefan Diggs bread and butter. And Sean Payne just ain't couldn't do shit about it. Like Trevor Seaman throwing pick. Like there's not there's nothing no no run game you don't have no Mark Ingram or Alvin Kamara. Trey so Jones Sean looked Payton. terrible. That whoever they brought up I don't know if it was a rookie or practice squatter, but whoever got the job that day was not ready. Right. I don't know how many um receptions he had, but Callaway didn't look like he he was playing too terrible. But like it was a lot for that deep for that offense to deal with. The defense was ready to have him to have a nice field day with them boys. And the Bills just came up and showed out. I don't know how much that really means in the grand scheme of things, but like they showed up and showed out. And if they keep playing like this, maybe Josh Allen steps up a little bit further. We'll be they there'll be tables, there'll be tables all playoffs. All playoffs. <laughs> no, if they play like the, if you can put 31 up and still have mistakes, hey, you're a force. I will say uh, Knox with his two touchdowns, almost three. As a fan, I, I have him in fantasy. I also have George Kittle. So I'm in that – I'm in this position where I got to start Kittle. But am I now going to be rocking to two tight end formation, putting in Knox as my flex? Hey, man, you need a blocker. You need somebody to block sometimes. When you want somebody to run around, somebody to block. Who else you, who else you got at your flick? You ain't got cool company. Nah. You ain't got no Hunter Renfro. I do not. I only got a Caldwell Patterson. Ah, uh, damn, that boy hurt right now. He better. He should be coming back. He should be coming back this week. He's practicing. Okay. And uh, before we hop into these uh, recap, I did also see some news that Calvin Ridley is supposed to be coming back before the season's over. So if y'all can just lock these next couple of games out, who knows uh, if he's coming back. Hey, I'm glad he didn't come back for these last two games. I would have sent him into it. Overload. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that no good thing. To, that boy would have went to the site to the site ward. Yeah, especially would have been like home, like almost like homecoming week for him. Like, hey, welcome back, bro. We're here, and then just get something like that on him. And I didn't need all this. I'm going back to Miami. Uh, and another thing I want to shout out was I was shocked to see this, but PFF put out their cornerback top four list for the so far in the year. Number three, AJ Terrell. And you know who right under him? Big play slay. Yeah, big play slay. <laughs> but yeah, no shout out AJ Terrell. He's balling. Oh, I don't know why I keep saying recap. We're we're not recapping nothing. We're going into the week. Preview, boy. That's how that's what that Thanksgiving to do to you, man. Niggas, niggas been niggas has just been rolling on the ass. Yeah. Well, let's get uh, let's jump right into it. I have a heater for the first game. We'll take a shot real quick. Tampa Bay going into Indianapolis. Indianapolis is the underdog at home. Jonathan Taylor coming off five TDs. Buccaneers coming off a huge Monday night win over the Giants. How you rocking? 
That's interesting. This is a really good game because, like, this is this shows the testicular fortitude of the coach. Like, if you can come through, run. You don't gotta score five touchdowns on a run game, but if you can come through, you can run the ball. You can you can move you can move the ball down the field. Your defense can hold up. Your defense can get stops. The defense can force turnovers against a Super Bowl favorite team because regardless, well, however they play this season, they're still going to be always in the Super Bowl talks. That says a lot about the Colts. Like the Colts, they can bust anybody, but if they can come through and see the Bucks and take the Bucks, the all take the Bucks for a dogfight all four all four quarters, it'll be killer for them. And their key. The key is to get the key is to keep the run game going against that rush defense. Do not get away from the run game even slightly. Is any time that Jonathan Taylor scored over 100 rushing yards, they've won. So like they can if they don't if they get to that run even though because that rush they gonna load that fucking box and that box has that to be great. Bay is gonna be back. But if you can keep rushing that your your O line and your O line is pushing forward with them, they can get something cracking. Carson Wentz can um not commit to too many too many mistakes the Colts can take it man the Colts do that I got the Colts in this one dog and like it's the oh, Bucks no. is cool the Bucks oh, the Bucks they lost to one one so like this game could really be like they're kind of like an up and down for the for them can they continue trending upwards and start um winning in bunches or they're gonna go just like back and forth back and forth and then barely um because they're gonna win their division but like just barely prove, barely have like feel like a force in the league right now. This is gonna be interesting for them. Yeah, especially with how this Colts defense is playing. It is basically routed uh Josh Allen and the Bills. They had a couple drop interceptions that could have made their day look even crazier than what it was already. Then um, I mean Vita Vey is coming back, Antonio Brown's gonna miss another week, but I mean. I'm still rocking with the Colts just like you. Home dog, that's one of my dogs of the week. We're both on it. Tampa Bay on the road, like I said, they win at home, but they're 2-3 and three on the road, 0-5 against the spread. So and one of them is to Trevor Seaman. Yeah, and another loss is to Washington. Mm-hmm. So, like, they're, they're very – they're they're just they're capable of losing on the road. And especially – even though they have the best rush defense and Vita Bay is back, I just don't think Herbert and not Herbert, but um Jonathan Taylor in this scheme is something that you can just stop. And even if you can stop them, I don't like their corners to match up against Pittman, T.Y. Hilton, um, Mo Alley Cox, six foot eight ass at the tight end position. So yeah, give me the Colts here. This is this is the team like I picked earlier in the year. I think this is gonna be a scary team. They're just getting they're just getting things right. And they might uh, – this is another – hey, the Bills is not an easy win. And if you can beat the Bucks, I don't know who's left on the schedule, but it can't be no harder than those two – these two teams. Have you peeped the Colts hard knocks, the, like, on the ongoing season one? I was going to watch it tonight. I was, um, I saw it there, and I didn't realize they already had a second episode out. And I was like, okay, now that there's two episodes, I can, I can at least sit there and, like, oh, that first episode's good, on to the next. No, nah, I'm going to wait. I'm going to see. They may get into the playoffs. I'm going to wait till the playoffs to watch it just to see, like, damn, Jonathan Taylor really did score five touchdowns. Like, <laughs> see the inside, like, the practice. How he like, comes like, in that oh, next day. Like, oh, my God. Like, damn, because that shit was crazy. And they started off so slow. So I was like, damn, they must have really 
they really chose a good team to do this shit for. Yeah, and you get to really see that comeback mentality. And Carson Wentz crash. That's all he believes. That's all he speaks. Crash. Yeah, bro. He he on go ready every week. Every fucking week. He ready to crash out. <laughs> well, another team in the same division got the Titans going up against Brady's old team, the Patriots. The Patriots who have been motherfucking balling. Seven and four, eight and three. Like this is a big matchup right here in AFC right now. This has potential. Maybe like if Titans lose again, maybe the AFC first seed is like a lot more up for grab. Like everything. And, you know, this is a big playoff picture type of uh, game. I'm rocking with the Patriots. I think um that is gonna come in. I think the tie-ins, AJ Brown is out for the tie-in. So that's they already don't have Derrick Henry now. The number one receiver is out. Julio's still out. I just don't see Tannehill. Being there, I think Bill Belichick has something for Tannehill, who he's seen twice a year when he was in Miami. Mike Vrabel, great coach. That defense is going to come to play. I think they're going to make some big sacks on Mac Jones, create some mayhem, stuff like that. But I think the Patriots are going to at home here. I think they're going to win. I'm taking, I'm taking, I'm taking the pat, the patties. I'm taking them for a couple of different reasons. I believe that defense is there. Like that defense of the lot during this win streak. Is there every game they showed out? They've they they, they held the Falcons to zero. There nobody you can't name somebody that's really scored three three scores on this defense in the last couple of games. Seventy like, and zero in the in like the past that says right here seventy no in the past eleven quarters. Yeah, like so, like I respect this defense strongly. So like I think that defense is gonna show up, and since they're hurt. They don't have everything, and they and they waived AP, so you ain't you ain't got that firepower you need. Oh damn! You ain't got AP that Had y'all's back, and y'all gonna just they do had, it to him like that? They had they had enough to scare. You know what I'm saying? They go check the they go check the death. Other team check the death chart. They be like, damn, like Adrian Peterson. I know he old, but damn, AP. That boy could take off at any moment. But now I'm counting. But. <laughs> I'm taking the patties in this one. It's not even about the scheme. I just think that defense is there. And everybody know Mac Jones is going to figure it out. He's going to dig and dunk. The system is going to take them to the end zone. The system is going to take them to the red zone. They're going to they're gonna figure out how to score in those situations. But, yeah, I got to take the patties on this one because that defense is probably going to – see, that defense shows up like it's supposed to. It's a wrap. Yeah, Mac Judon, J.D. McKissick, they really got some playmakers over there. Uh, I didn't find out. Matt Judon's like up there in the sacks, low key. Yeah, he is. And he's quiet. Like both of them, JD McKinsey is like up there when I think it comes to interceptions as well. Like they're just quiet playmakers, not getting big headlines. And you can't forget about um JC Jackson as that boy is number number um number two in all interceptions, I think. And the only reason why is because there's a fucking receiver ahead of him. <laughs> Digs. Uh well, sticking with the AFC, this is going to be another divisional matchup. Steelers at Bengals. Bengals haven't swept the Steelers in a season since 2009. I mean, the Bengals haven't swept the Steelers yet in a season since 2009. That's crazy. That's how consistent the Steelers have been. I respect them because they've had a couple squads since then. Yeah, a couple of little maybe playoff push, wild card pushes. 
Uh, Andy I, Dalton, young Andy Dalton. Yeah, I mean, the Bengals are favored here at home. Big Ben just – I think they uh, uh, they just lost to the uh, the Chargers in that uh, Monday night fucking – was it Sunday night or Monday night? But I just remember it was a crazy game down to the wire. Sunday night, came back Sunday. 17. Uh, everything in my gut's telling me to just go with Mike Tomlin. And then, like, they're just not, they have you, they're gonna have something for the Bengals, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna trust Joey B at home, Jamar Chase. I just don't, I think, uh, I don't think the Steelers got anything for him right now. They're kind of looking kind of sleepwalking out there. I'm taking, I'm taking the Steelers in this one. I'm trusting, I'm trusting Mike Tomlin, big MT, because I realized something about the Steelers is that, like, they're not going to stop being aggressive no matter what. Like, they're just going to be aggressive as fuck at all times. Like, and, like, they just hope that eventually that it, it works. Like, <laughs> that's consistently what they do. Even on special teams, they go for, they'll go for a kick, and the kicker get fucking hurt. And it's just like, ah, let's keep being aggressive. Extra points. Keep it. Fuck it. We going for two. And that's what they do, man. Wonderboy TJ Watt is practicing. I'm not sure if he's playing, but he is back to the practice field. Nice. So, like, that's what I feel about the Steelers. The boys are going to be aggressive. They're going to take charge. Their defense has to be explosive. Their defense has to be loud, even though it's banged up. And if their offense can score 37, which they probably won't, but their offense could put up points like they did last week, boys are going to end up no cap. But, like, Steelers stay aggressive and they keep doing what they're doing. I like them to get the dub this week. Yeah, no, I like this to be a close game. Just I can see Joey B. I could see a world where he throws a couple picks and this game is in the trenches. And the Steelers likes games in the trenches. Yeah, and I want to know. I think the Joey B and the boys, they've been streaking, they've been getting some consistent W, good W's, but like we'll see. Cause if they stay like this and they keep on playing and they busting the vision talent. Derek might be the team to piss everybody off and um to piss somebody off come playoff time. But yeah. I don't see it. I, I it's not that I don't see it. I want to see it this week. Like if we had to choose any week to get um win, get some wins in a row, just start streaking and get and start catching dubs. I'm choosing this motherfucking week. Hey, well, they gave him a shout out on uh, the Black Friday NFL during Thanksgiving. Uh, it was a uh, one of the one of the Christmas presents. The Bengals per as a Bengals fan, and he got a winning record. Nice. <clears throat> and he's like, I haven't seen one of these in years. <laughs> but another like in my eyes, this is a big game. We have the Panthers, Cam Newton back, five and six, rolling into Miami, coming off three wins in a row. We're hot. We got the Dolphins. This is gonna be an interesting game. I'm rocking. You know where my allegiance lies. I'm I'm taking the Dolphins here, even though the Panthers have a defense that gets sacks and bunches, and our offensive line is the worst. And we have like the fourth highest uh, sack rate or six most uh, given most sacks. I think Tua's pocket presence helps us a little bit, and we just get some shots down the field. We're gonna get some deep balls again, some sixty yard tuds. Miles Gaskin is going to catch five passes, and our defense is going to come in and just blitz the fuck out of the Panthers. And hopefully we can just uh, 
CMC might have a big day because, like I said, our rush defense is pretty shit. But I just maybe we'll get some get some turnovers, and that's the only way I can race he has winning this game. I feel it. I respect it. I'm not gonna lie, I like the Panthers to bust y'all eyes. But I also said the same thing for the Ravens, and the Ravens got their eyes butts. So like it's the NFL anything can happen. So like I like the way y'all match up well. Y'all match up well. I just feel like the Panthers match up a little bit better against y'all when it comes to styles, make fights. Because they're going to bring the pressure with you. They're going to break the pressure with you. But they can also bring pressure to drop back in coverage. So, like, if this defense plays phenomenal, they, everybody plays their roles and they play their part, it's going to be a long day for y'all. And then on the other side, what is your what defense is going to show up this week? Because your defense has shown that, like, there can be the top four, top five, top six, like that top defense to conversate about, to bring around. You got you got great players. And um, I like that linebacker, number 52. I don't know his name, but it's, you got um, you, you got um, Xavier Howard and you got a couple pass rushes. So it's like, what's that de- what defense is going to show up this week? So if that defense can show up and if that O-line can hold up, then the Dolphins is beating 80 The Dolphins could probably beat 65% of the league, but they're definitely going to beat the Panthers next week, this week. But if that, they let Cam Newton get comfortable, they let Cam Newton move around a little too much, if they let Cam Newton get that power O at the goal line because you know he's going to get it. So, like, those are the things that they just have to – they just have to keep themselves out of those situations for, so they don't – I'm not really worried about two committed turnovers or anything crazy like that. But if the Panthers can force those and their defense can play very sound and fundamental, there's no way. That, mm, I like the Panthers to get a nice, ugly dub out of there, maybe like a 2013-type game. Okay. I see. I'm, I'm liking our defense to probably do the same thing they did to the Ravens, and I just like us to get like four or five sacks. Something, we're gonna, our defense is going to go crazy. Maybe two interceptions, we win this one. But it's going to be a close That's game. That's why it's close of plays, and you guys have a very good chance of doing that shit. And then another big game. Damn, there's a lot of divisional games this week. It's hate week, man. We got five and six Eagles trying to go even right here because the Cowboys keep losing, and this could get spicy. Going to end MetLife to play the Giants, who are three and seven, bottom of the barrel, shit. Who you rocking with? Bro, the Eagles gonna bust their motherfucking ass. I don't know what the fuck is wrong with the Giants. But <laughs> I will say this. The Giants match up well against pass coverage team, or passing teams, teams that really want to throw the ball up, even though they let Brady put up 30 on the ass. But um, they let the Bucks put up 30 on the ass. But they play well. They play a lot of deep cover, too, a lot of zone, a lot of deep coverage, and they play well in those positions. They don't pressure the quarterback well. They put a lot of eight people in eight people in coverage. So that only leaves three people to rush your quarterback. So eventually you'll find holes. But here's the thing. If you do that stupid shit to Jalen Hurts, oh, he's getting out of there. He's just gonna go take it off for 20. For anywhere, he's gonna definitely get the first down for anywhere from eight, from anywhere from 15 to 45 to touchdowns. So like the Giants don't match up well, even slightly in this situation. New York's the gift that keeps on giving. For a lot of teams, the Eagles is going to be that other another team. I don't even think Slay has to make any big plays, but he really has a good opportunity too, because that's just how that's just how he plays. He's been playing these last couple of games, 
And if they just run, they just play this game simple, keep it to keep it what's been working, run that thing, play play tight defense and pressure the quarterback, them boys is great. Like this isn't even gonna be an easy, this isn't gonna be no divisional bullshit, no none of that. Just get in there, handle business and get the fuck out. Hey, Jason Garrett does got the just got kicked out the door. He's fired. He's gone. What's up? Bro, you know what was crazy to me? I found when I was doing my own Thanksgiving football research, everybody, Jason Garrett, I didn't know Jason Garrett was like a quarterback for the Cowboys. And then I didn't know that he like came in to save the day one day when um, Bart Starr was hurt. Not Bart Starr, um, Troy Aikman was hurt. Like he was a third string quarterback from Princeton. He threw it through like 300 yards and three touchdowns. I want to say on the Packers or something like that, sent them boys home. I was like, no wonder he had the fucking job for so long. I, I saw that shit. Jerry Jones considers him a son. I, I that's I what I'm saying. My son. I you, like, Jerry Jones would never forget that shit. He was like, man, you really saved our day. Saved our ass. <laughs> Jason, I love you, man. Bro, no, he dead ass. It said that in the interview, like, when they asked him when the shit was a hot seat, they was losing. He was just like, Jason's like a son to me. Like, you can't, you can't fire a son. Like, and he's gets so, but. I, I kind of lost respect for Jason when he went to division rivalry, not for a head coach position, but demoted to offensive coordinator. And it's I was just like, bro, that's kind of grimy, bro. You supposed to, you're supposed to hate this team for eight years, whatever you want, played for the team. You was the hero for you probably. So your hate for this team for should be longer than that, uh, than eight years. And now you're the, now you're the offensive coordinator. I mean, unless, unless you was doing inside job and making sure they stink, which has been the case. Uh, that's the only thing I can see. But he's out. He's out the door. Freddie Kitchens will be calling the game. I doubt that's going to help, help Daniel Jones. I think he stinks. Um, but I think Shaquan is going to have a, at least a decent game. Uh, I like he's, he's, he's He's their star. Even if it's like 50 receiving yards and 60 rushing yards, he's going to put up 100 scrimmage yards, have a little touchdown. But – Give me Eagles. I think big play Slay's going to get an interception. I mean, Daniel Jones is going to be giving them out like turkey legs on Thanksgiving. Uh, <laughs> then I think Jalen Hurst, like you said, number, number one fantasy quarterback. But Miles Sanders is finally back. Boston Scott uh, – not Boston Scott. Jordan Howard is injured, who was, uh, was leading the carries while he was out. So, Miles Sanders, I expect to have a big game. And Eagles easily – I don't even think this should be close. I think, like I said, I think the Giants are the worst team in New York. Even though they have one more win than the Jets, I think the Jets play a little harder. So, enough about them shitty teams. Let's talk about a real team in the Falcons. Going to play Urban Meyer and the Jags. How you feeling? Is this a bounce back week? Or is, is Man, this, we finna bust a motherfucking ass. Fuck the Jaguars, dog. <laughs> but nah, um, in all seriousness, though, but nah, we gotta get this dub this week. I'm not even gonna play. Um, I took a mental health break for football last week because we've been losing. So this is a good chance to string some stuff together. And like the Jags haven't put up no points on nobody for real like that. So I think that's gonna be what kills them. If our offense can string, because their offense is going to be pressuring because they know that our O-line, our O-line is our O-line is letting everybody walk all over them right now. So they're going to make a lot of pressures. 
So we keep our turnovers, turnovers low, very motherfucking low. And we tighten up and Arthur Smith comes with him. And Arthur Smith has some good play calling. And we get Cordell Patterson back this game. There's a good chance. We can come through and get these dubs easily, but we just need to be play sound football. Our defense needs to come through. They need to keep getting stops. AJ Terrell continue being in, continue being the man coverage monster that he is right now. And just don't give up too much stuff over the top because they got to go for it a lot. They got to throw up a lot of prayers. They got to throw up a lot of risky footballs just to keep them in the game. Because if they can, if they can get two or three of those those plays. It can pick up momentum, pick up steam, and really get shit cracking. So I'm more worried about the Falcons beating themselves in this game than Urban Meyer having a scheme. Mm-hmm. Trevor Lawrence going crazy because Trevor Lawrence can have 300 yards, but like that's your mean shit with four interceptions or three interceptions, like and one touchdown. So James Rob, they haven't used James Robinson well, which is disrespectful. I'm gonna have to see him at the family reunion, tell him what we got to do about that. I'll go Odell's dad if I got to. If that's my Pull the tape. That's my cousin, but motherfucking, I'll be like, look, man, they're not blocking for my kid, man. Free Jay. Um, what you, what you, what you think is gonna happen in this game? Well, one little crazy nugget I saw is um, Trevor Lawrence hasn't thrown a touchdown or an interception in the past three games. He's just throwing yards. He's just throwing yards. That's all he's doing out there. Um, but I think the Falcons. This is a bounce back. There are certain teams who are just better. Like, there's certain tiers to this. And, like, the Jags are down there with the Lions, whereas I don't see the Falcons down there. And, like, when teams that are on, like, a medium tier of teams are on a losing streak, they're going to take their frustrations out if they get an easy – if they see a team like this up on the schedule. They can get – they can fix all their woes. Everything in practice comes together for this game. And it's – and they're – and. They can probably carry it into the next game. But, yeah, give me the Falcons. I think Kyle Pitts, I, I don't see anyone covering him. What's up? Yeah, they really don't have anybody to cover Kyle Pitts. I like to say that to piss people off, but they genuinely don't have anybody to cover Kyle Pitts. Yeah, and, uh, I mean, A.J. Terrell's a standout DB um, this year right now with the way he's playing. And – I right now I don't even know Jaguars best receiver. Like I don't Marvin Jones is back, but he hasn't done much in the James Agnew. He like he's the only one that made a big play a couple of weeks ago that sparked their offense. So yeah, I just I don't see the Jags pulling out a win here. And people like to say, oh, would they get a home field advantage? Well, I went to Miami Dolphins game. The Atlanta's not too far from Miami. It's a good of a distance, and they travel for that. Jacksonville's right up the street They're going to pull up in Jacksonville make sure of that. I know them tickets are mad cheap right now. So, yeah, give me, give me Atlanta here. And to close out, I think this is the last of the 1 o'clock games right here. Is it another one? Oh, yeah, this is the last one. Another New York team. We have the Jets going to Houston, play Tyrod Taylor, and the Texans coming off a big win against the Titans. Who put this in the schedule? This is actually a good matchup. This is yeah, a good game, especially yeah. this. This is a good Wilson's game. Back. Wait, hold on. Like, I was going to say, just skip the Jets game. I don't give a fuck about that. But hold on, hold on. This is a good matchup now. Zach Wilson is back, too, banged up. 
Hey, like, how you feel about this? Haven't y'all played both of those teams in the last week or so? Yeah, we bust both their ass. How you feel? Who do you think? Who whose ass did you bust less? I see. I the Jets had Joe Flacco when we played him. Zach Wilson immediately makes his team worse. Especially banged up Zach Wilson. He has this team without Zach Wilson. Elijah Moore was becoming a good fantasy football wide receiver. He was balling out these past few weeks, even with Matt White in, even in with Josh Johnson in. So I think Zach Wilson is just not clicking with these receivers and uh, these other like QBs that have had longer stints in the NFL who know how to make the smarter read by now and stuff like that. They these receivers actually play well and this offense scores points. Whereas the Jets with Zach Wilson, like you said, with Trevor Lawrence, they just fucking throwing picks. They're not doing nothing. There's uh Michael Carter's out for the Jets, who was the running back and was a major point of their offense when we played them. So i that's why I'm leaning with the Texans. Michael Carter was a big part of their offense. Without him, I can't see them really doing much, especially with Zach Wilson in. I could see them pulling Zach Wilson and maybe Joe Flacco comes in. Because Zach Wilson's not 100%. He's banged up. So maybe he takes a big hit. They come in. But, yeah, Tyrod's rolling. With Tyrod, when the Texans have Tyrod in, this team is a frisky team. They can they can do stuff. At least he, he goes out there 100% tries to win. Both of his touchdowns last week, he did have fucking try to hurdle somebody and flipped into the end zone and shit on, uh, like, a 10-yard run. But, yeah, give me that boy. That shit was so clean. Because that just showed that just showed you, like, yo, He's real. That's what he's there for, just to do whatever he can to fucking win. And he gets in there and makes plays. He did that shit in the ring. Yeah, but when he was on the Bills, he was a, a Pro Bowl alternate. And then the next year they draft Josh Allen and he gets benched. And then he kind of becomes this, like, travel guy, kind of like Teddy Bridgewater. Like, he just kind of travels team to team. So I can I see when that. he goes to teams, he's just basically saying, like, fuck you to everybody else. Like, no one else. Like, hey, I'm a good quarterback. Watch this. Bitch. I'm fucking with I'm fucking with the Texans. I can't ever pick the Jets. Even, and they're at home. Like, like you could tell me the Jets were playing in Africa. You could tell me the Jets are playing in Africa. I'm picking the African. I'm picking the Zimbabwe. The top Zimbabwe Mutombo is over the Jets every time. Like I can never pick the Jets on purpose. Yeah, so, no, bro. The uh, and exactly with the um the Texans defense has been forcing turnovers, and the Jets has made the most turnovers this season with 23. So if you're looking at this great matchup, matchup. great fucking matchup. Hey, so this is the battle of 32. Whoever loses this game is the worst team in the league. When the like the Lions and the Lions is gonna be 31. I don't care. <laughs> if you like bad football, that's your matchup. Like if you don't want, if you like to watch a game, you, like you don't know what's football. gonna happen every play. Because some people you might know, oh, this is gonna be completion. This is gonna be a good run. But if you watch this game, every play could be an interception, a fumble, a bad snap, a sack, a, a complete like it's really a 50-50 every play game. Hell yeah. I'm during this game, I will be doing everything except watching this. Yeah, no, I'll be checking I might the score. my bathroom. <laughs> but that that would wrap us up on the one o'clock games, and that's the dumpster fire for that game. Four o'clock got all the bangers. Everyone knows four o'clock's better football. This is when you're really getting up to watch it. We had the six and four, Jay Herbo and the Chargers going to mile high to play Teddy B and the Broncos. Divisional. Five and five, six and four. This is divisional. This is who wants that wild card in the year. Oh, it's going to be interesting because 
people are putting up points on the charges. Like Teddy B might come ready through. He might see he's been putting he's had a lot of pep in his step lately. Like he's been overthrowing a lot of shit recently. This time he's been off. But this might be the game where he figures it out. He gets everything back right. He takes he slows the game down a little bit, takes it one play at a time. I don't know, but like what I've learned in in life is don't root for Bronco County. It just they, they're gonna get you in trouble. They're gonna get you in don't trouble. They it. beat the Cowboys. The only time they've ever gotten me in trouble when I picked against them is when they beat the Cowboys. Every other time the boys have fucked me up. So I'm gonna go with Jay Herbo and them boys because they fuck me up all the time, but at least I like getting fucked up by them. It's young. It's like it's like getting fucked up by your younger brother. It's like when your brother younger, your younger brother do some stupid shit. Like you can correct the out. You you don't know no better. Y'all learn it. But the Broncos and the boys may ever figure this shit the fuck out. The fuck is wrong with y'all? That's supposed to be a motherfucking playoff team. Ah, ah. But yeah, that's how I'm coming. I'm picking Jay Herbo and the boys, but. I need them to not let them boys put up 30-something points on them because people have been putting up points on the motherfucking charges. It's crazy. What do you what do you think is about to happen go down in this game? Let me put my clown mask on real quick. You said my clown mask. Because <laughs> they're going to do it to me again. Give me the Broncos at home as the home dog. Bronco County. Bronco <laughs> County. The <laughs> The Chargers, they can't stop the run. I'm really high on Broncos run game with um, Javante oh, Williams. They finna run all over. Them and boys. Melvin you know, Gordon, one is like number 14 and one's number 15 in the rushing stats. So, like, if you put those together, they put up a lot of yards as a team. I've I seen a stat that Javante Williams is actually, like, he's the number one in rushing yards for somebody with zero starts. I can see it, yeah. He's also, like, he's either number one or number two for broken tackles, and it's him and Nick Chubb. That's scary. So he runs angry. Like, he runs through people. But it's just, like, Melvin Gordon is not playing bad either. So and he's the vet. He's been there. Cost a lot more. Yeah, get the most out of him. But I think that if the Broncos, and there's only reason I'm picking them, if they both, if Melvin Gordon gets like 18 touches and Javante Williams can get like 15 touches, and they there's only need Teddy B to throw like 20, 22 passes on those short third and fours and stuff like that. Jerry Judy can is some of the best feet in the game. I like him. Asante Samuel Jr. is gonna be out for the Broncos. I'm oh, not Broncos, but for the Chargers. So they have one of the best defenses when it comes to passing, but they're going to be short on um, a key de- a defensive back right there. Give me give me the Broncos at home. This is going to be a big time of possession game. Time, big time of possession game. Whoever controls the time of possession is really going to be able to do stuff because you don't want these defenses getting tired because the defense is going to let something up over the top. So this is going to be obviously whoever controls the time of possession of the game and keeps their turnovers to a minimum. They got the W in this situation because that mile high weather is something for real. That air is thin. So we're going to see what Jay Herbo and them boys got. Yeah, big divisional game. But probably what I think is going to be the biggest game of this whole weekend right here, 425, don't miss it. Seven and three Rams going to Lambeau to play the Packers. Eight and three, seven and three. Rams are the favorite. By a point and a half, making the Packers an underdog at home. And I believe the Rams coming off of two losses, if I'm not mistaken. 
and the Packers coming off a loss at uh, with Minnesota. Aaron Jones is questionable. Jair Alexander still out. Kevin King, the second corner, is doubtful. So their DBs are kind of banged up. And uh, I think that's really the only big uh, people out for this game. This is this is a heater. This is NFC Championship prop possibility. This is playoffs. I see it later. The Packers is a home dog. dog. And Lambeau. Aaron Rodgers? I thought they could only be a home dog in Chicago because, you know, they own it over there. Like, Ooh. that's crazy. Like, don't get me Rams just stringing some wins together, but, like, that's crazy. I'm taking the Packers in this one. I need them boys to really? bounce back after that loss. I talked so much shit about the defense. I got it. What you got? What's going on? One thing I just want to point out. Matt LaFleur was asked, how did you feel when about uh, Aaron Donald not being able to make the playoffs last year because of the Packers? And Matt LaFleur said, I want to cry. And that shit really had me laughing my ass. I've never heard a coach really like this basically say, like, fuck you, Aaron. I don't give a fuck if Aaron Donald make the fucking uh, playoffs. Well, he got hurt in the Packers game. I have no idea. I don't, I just don't, I just remember I heard it on the Pat McAfee show. And when I heard that, I was like, oh shit, Matt LaFleur, like, that's pretty gangster, Matt LaFleur. That is kind of gangster. But the Packers just came off a heartbreaking loss to the Vikings. Shouldn't have went down like that, but it went down like that. So they're coming through, ready to come through. And they're saying, y'all think y'all finna come to my house? With, come here? Where, where, where I reside? Where where I fuck my bitches at? You think you think you think you better come in here and get oh man, Aaron Rodgers got something for that. But I need this defense to be consistent. I was rapping hard on this defense. And then Justin Jefferson gets 168 fucking yards. So this defense is key. If you can keep Matthew Stafford confused, keep him give giving him different looks and make him mess. I don't care about time of possession. If you can make him pass up, I had to put the claps on because this is, like you said, this is a fucking heater. This might be the NFC Championship game. And if the Packers win this NFC Championship game, I'm looking real good about saying they're my Super Bowl pick. But motherfucking, they got to play sound football. They got to play tough. They got to play rugged. And I got to come ready to make, to, to just capitalize on any little mistake that can happen because the brands be fucking up. This could be Odell's breakout game. This could be Odell. This could be a normal game for them boys. But they just got to figure this shit out, and they got to go. What? How do you think this is going to play out? So, Matthew Stafford has the most passing touchdowns against the Packers all time, 37. He's no, he's seen the Packers. He used to play him twice a year playing in the Lions. So, he's used to seeing Aaron Rodgers and the boys, but now he's got backup. Now, he, it ain't just him and the Lions. It's him and the Rams. And as my NFC favorite, going, who I picked for to go into the Super Bowl for this year for the NFC is the Rams. I'm rocking with the Rams. Aaron, uh, Aaron uh, not Aaron Donald, Aaron Rodgers is dealing with a toe injury. I think this is the game where Von Miller, Lennon, Florida, and Aaron Donald finally mesh together because I know the Packers will be out of uh, three of their five starting offensive linemen. 
So they're going to be having some rotating guys in and out a lot, stuff like that. So with that going on, I know it's not, not often you see the Packers as an underdog at home and that makes you want to jump on it a lot, but I just think they match up well, especially since some of the linemen are out, the DBs are hurt. I think Cooper cup, even if Odell don't have a big game, a Cooper cup um, spent balling this year. And Matthew Stafford, who's played against the Packers twice a year for so much, has the most passing touchdowns against them. He's used to this team. I like, I like it here. I like, I like it a lot. Give me the Rams. I think the Packers respect Matthew Stafford too much to let him go off. They respect him too much. Not, yeah, the Packers just have respect Matthew Stafford way too much to just let him go crazy with that dude. They got something for that kid. It's going to be a good game. Hey, I, would, I wish that one was – we have a, a good game for Sunday night, but that would have been a banger for Sunday night football. So we got a good game Sunday night. Who playing? You versus me? It's Ravens and Browns, another divisional oh, game. I guess but that one right there would have been a banger. They, they should have just let you and me versus the Ravens. That shit – I bet you that should have sell. <laughs> yeah, sold out. And that should sell. <laughs> Next game on the list. Hey, this I I kind of like this game. We have the Vikings five and five. Big win after the Packers captured Kirk and the boys versus Kyle Shanahan and the 49ers five and five. Just coming off back to back wins off the Rams and this blew out the Jaguars of Jacksonville. Hey, shout out to schedule makers this this season. This, they got a good, they hit they they hit it good this week. This is a really good matchup. What do you think finna go down? Oh, I want to say like, oh, the 49ers only beat up on bad teams, but they beat the Rams. Um, the Vikings are coming off a big win. They're on the road, but like I can't, they don't, they don't really perform any better on the road or at home. So it's, they're like the same on both sides. This is, this is a really, like, this is an even as matchup. Give me, give me the Vikings. Mm. This is one of the teams I was saying they need to tie yeah. up and get their shit together. Maybe they heard me because they just won that big game. Maybe they go to six and five, and this is going to be a frisky team come wild card. But I think Justin Jefferson's coming off. I think he's been clicking back-to-back 100-yard weeks. 49ers, I mean, their DBs haven't really had that great of a year. I know they've been hurt. Debo Samuel, that is going to be battle receivers. Like Debo Samuel versus Jefferson, and I think Kirk Cousins – has uh give me give me Captain Kirk. I just I just like it so much. My guts telling me jump on the Vikings. You and your cousin Kirk. You and your cousin Kirk. Can't hate on the man. The I look, man. I, I'm gonna take the Vikings in this one because I feel like we forget that a couple weeks ago, yeah, people, the media was screaming Kyle Shanahan, what's going on. It was exposing his record. It was exposing all this exposed, shit. Man. Coach. It was exposing him. They like, pulled the stats up. But this man gets Debo Samuel. This we're not we're gonna act like he don't got Debo Samuel looking like an all-pro right now. So Kyle Shanahan, I like this. They played a lot of I think these are two teams that played a lot of close games this season, but I think the Vikings have played a l- little bit more and the Vikings have won a little bit more close games than they have. So I'm trusting the Vikings to come through. I like Justin Jefferson to eat on this defense. And if you can eat for a third game in a row, that should be crazy. That's a hat trick. And 
it's like the Vikings just they're gonna they've played a little tougher. And I'm gonna be dissecting this game the entire way, just looking like what do I not like about them? Is it the way they walk? Is it the way they talk? Is it the way is it, they is it a certain person? Yeah, is there somebody is it is there somebody that is there somebody that I just don't like the way does, does somebody that ain't got no drip? Because Kirk Cousins got drip. Jerry Goff, no drip. Kirk no Cousins, drip, no drip. Some drip, some drip. He no, I, I I'm not gonna lie, it's enough drip for me to like it. And I like it a lot, but I do be liking that. So we're gonna see what happens. We're gonna see if Mike Zimmer has play calls to deal with that defense, because defense is gonna have a couple looks. But what can that O line, what can that offense do against the Vikings? Because the Vikings aren't a great defense, but they're not a bad defense. So like it's gonna be just a matter of like who steps up more. Is it the skill players of the Vikings or the Dominic Cooks and Justin Jefferson, Adam Thielen? Or is it gonna be the coaching scheme of the 49ers and what they have ready to play? Jimmy Jeans plays a great game, manages the game well, and they can get that running game off. So it's gonna be interesting to see who can go, who goes where. Yeah, a big piece is missing from the defense now that you brought it up. Minnesota Everson Griffin. Did you see the video that was released? No. Nah. So over the weekend, or over not over the weekend, but the past it feels like a weekend, but over the past few days, uh leading up to Thanksgiving, mental health. Uh he, he thought there was intruders in his house. He's recorded a video, like this is my gun. I'm gonna he started he took a shot in the house, called the cops. He didn't leave his house, like barricade himself in there for the day came out like that they, they're um he's going to like a mental like head uh, trauma unit or something to get everything checked out he will not be playing this game he has to deal with all that stuff but like hey mental awareness is real like cte is a real thing people head-to-head contact this stuff like this will happen like mess you up but he's a key person on that defensive line and he's not going to be there and they're already banged up they already didn't have the nail hunter michael pierce stuff like that so uh it kind of makes me wary on the pick now I'm rethinking that, but I think they're going to rally, especially since it's not like he hurt himself. Like this is like, he's still there. Like, Hey, let's do it for him for this week. Like he's not going to be here. So like, like we got him. So give me the, yeah, I like the Vikings here. Okay. Get the Vikings on this one. I'm going to be the best second. I got to see what I don't like about them. <laughs> okay. Keep, keep an eye on them. Tell me. But yeah, we like we spoke on it earlier. Sunday night's matchup, six and five Browns, divisional game going up against the Ravens, who are seven and three. Lamar coming over to illness. I'm pretty sure he's playing. He's been practicing. Browns got a beat up Baker Mayfield. I I really think they play better with Case Keenum than beat up Baker. And <laughs> hey, I'm taking the Ravens on this one all day. Like Lamar is back. And he's gonna show you how to try because that's what we do. That's how we come in, man. Because like I feel like that game that they had last week was an ugly game. The quarterback got sacked six times. That's fucked up. But at the end of the day, I like them boys to get off on the Browns. I don't know if the Browns is fully healthy. They got both the running backs this week because you know they be having like I know they the got Chubb. I'm not I think a cream hunt's not back yet. Mm. Motherfucker, I'm definitely taking the Browns in this one. I like, yeah, no, not the Browns. I never say that. Like, but I'm taking the Ravens this one. I like John Harbaugh to come through. They come through and run the ball. That's what you got to do. Run, 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 run. 
and this defense is going to be turned the fuck up. Like, that's one thing I like about the Ravens' defense. I don't think they have the best defense, but they have a turned defense, and a turned defense creates momentum. Momentum creates stops, and that's what you love. So I like yeah. to see I like to see it. I love to see it. We're going to see what they can do, but who you got in this one? If you say the Browns, you yeah. might as well. No, give me, give me the Ravens. I mean, Baker, like, if maybe if Case Keenum's in, I can give, I guess, some reasons that they can make their way down. But beat up Baker, there's already blood in the water. He can't make a pass further than 20 yards. He wasn't that good even. He's not hurt. Miles Garrett, who's leading the league in sacks right now, he's having a good season, but uh, and that defense is playing well with Denzel Ward. But I just don't see this offense putting up enough points to beat the Ravens. The, the Ravens are a team we got to put up like 30 to beat them, and the Browns are not that team, especially not with Baker at the helm. Nice, but yeah, I like to see. I want. I hope this is a good game though, because like I'm like to see good games Sunday night. Because like, I try my best not to go to sleep. And want to make like a Discord or something to start making like group chats. But like we don't get our fans aren't cool enough to hop in the Discord with me. They let they let me sit there with my by myself eating eating, eating dinner and shit. <laughs> Low key watching you. Yeah, watching me and shit. I wake up and I see like I go to sleep. I doze off. I wake up. I see like twenty people in the chat looking like, look at this guy sleep. You're like, what? <laughs> and I uh, will see. But no, nah, it's gonna be. I hope it's a great game. I hope that the Justin Tucker kicks four or five field goals. Like I hope it's like high scoring. I hope it's lit. We'll see. Yeah, it's divisional. Those divisional games are always good, especially primetime games. And then to wrap us up Monday night primetime. Not divisional, but I think it's going to be a good game. This is going to be an ugly one. You got three and seven Seahawks, Russell Wilson, Mr. Unlimited, going into Washington to beat uh, to go up against Tyler Heineke and um, them boys who, who won two in a row on the low. Hey, does the Redskins, the Washington football team, win this game? They're a playoff team in my eye. Even though I don't think the play the Seahawks are having their best season right now, and they're looking like they might have to overhaul some shit. But um, they're a playoff team. They can get this third win in a row and start streaking because this is where you can slow down. This is where it's like, okay, you got two wins. You know what? You didn't really expect that. You got your defense, your um, your your, your division still like pretty much in the same direction as it always was. It was Cowboys. Number one with the Eagles streaking, trend, trending upwards, and getting closer and closer to the, to the um, getting closer to the, getting closer to the Cowboys. Dang, that was terrible. But um, I really like to see if they can come out here and get this dub and get this third win in a row. That means that okay, they're trending upwards. Ron Rivera's got them boys buying in, juice, and they're really trying to win. Like I don't even care if it's the ugliest game. It could be 13-12. If they win, can get, win. if they can get this third win in a row, they're they're a football, they're a playoff team. I think the Seahawks are gonna win, but I'm gonna take the football team on this because I want to see this division get a little dangerous, get this little division get a little more risky. You know what I'm saying? Because that's what the NFC least is about. They really just do. They really play play it all the way to the end. So if they can wait, get this W right here, it's gonna mean something come playoff time. Hey. I'm, I'm rocking Washington. I think they're going to get that third dub in a row. Their defense, even without Chase Young, uh, Russell Wilson, who's been since his last two weeks, been back. He's been sacked a combined seven times. And it's mostly the guards who have been struggling. So Jonathan Allen, 
should have a good matchup in uh, Darren Payne. Like, these are all first-rounders. Their whole all defensive line are all first-rounders. So, they all got the talent. Uh, I mean, the Seahawks' offense has been struggling. And for their defense to let up points like they do and the yards like they do, this offense has to be clicking. And, hey, I just don't see it. Unless they can show me otherwise, I don't know if he's still having finger issues or what or if it's they're just not clicking. DK Metcalf hasn't had over 50 yards in the last three games. Like, they're just not really clicking right now. Washington, on the other hand, is clicking. They beat two. I mean, I won't say the Panthers are a great team or good team, but they're not a slouch. They're not the worst team on the block. But then they beat the Bucks, so they're trending upwards. Taylor Heineke, he's a – I'd rather give him the money before I give Baker the money. Oh, that's a tough one. I'd rather just – but get some running backs and a good old line. <laughs> I, I, I could draft a motherfucker. I could draft a motherfucker eventually. I might catch somebody in the third or fourth, but like, I'm going to draft uh, a motherfucker to come in and take over one day. Scary Terry. I think he's probably one of the most underrated wide receivers right now. He is the most underrated wide receiver. If it wasn't for the fact that, um, who is it? Um, nah, he, No, damn, I can't think of a brand name right now. But, but yeah, he's up there when it comes to because in contested catches, he leads the league with like 23. And I don't think there's anyone else that's close with him. Um, and he's like he's getting the ball. Like it's not like he's getting the perfect passes or anything like that, but he's going up there and making them catches. Like, so he's I like him. It's gonna be a good game. Like it's gonna be it's gonna be a lot better game than the last Monday game. I'll say that. I don't know why the NFC is getting inconsistent Monday games, but we're not gonna say nothing. The schedule makers did good this week. Yeah, they did pretty. Like I said, this week I feel like there was some pretty good matchups, like some good even matchups. Even this Monday night, is if Russell comes to play and what? Like this, there's no real telling what's gonna happen here. But I'm rocking Washington. Yeah, let's let's see what happens. Yeah, and, and I would I, like the Seahawks. The Seahawks are all about adversity, but let's see what happens. Yeah, this is a big week. It's week 12. There's only five more games after. This is where teams that need to win need to win. And the teams that aren't winning, hey, try to knock somebody out. And the Chiefs got a motherfucking bye. They better come through, come back red hot, boy. And red the Cards. Hot. Hopefully when the Cardinals come back, they come back a little healthier. D-Hop playing and Kyler Murray playing. Hey, and shout out my dog, Derek. I asked him to win this week. And he got the fucking W, man. Shout out my dog, Derek. And on the Saints, shout out to them. I'm never picking them again as long as Jameis Winston's not the quarterback. Hey, you know, I got a nugget for us. I can't remember what I was watching. They say, you know, Derek Carr's like number one when it comes to like um, passes above 20 yards or something like that. No, I believe it because early in the year he was uh, he was like number one or number two. And I haven't seen that stat uh, much since from PFF and shit. He was throwing, he'd be slinging that thing. That's why when Henry Ruggs went down, I was like, that's a big hurt because, like, they, they get a lot of chunk plays. But, yeah, that closes us out for our whole uh, – our picks. I'm liking it. We're a lot – we have some good even matches. We're on the other side, like that Chargers and uh, Broncos, Panthers and Dolphins. And then Seahawks and uh, – I don't know if my Seahawks and Washington. But, yeah, I think those two games – is there anything you want to throw a shot on? No? Just checking. 
I bet, I bet you motherfucking is the way I've been losing all these shots. Just check it. Hey, I was, I was hoping you took the Panthers on a shot. Hey, that give me some extra boost. Set up. Set up. I see what you did there. You wrote that down. You're like, yeah, I'm going to kill his ass on that Panther shot tape. <laughs> He's going to be like, why the fuck did I pick the Panthers? <laughs> Every time. Like, I don't like these niggas. But nah, man, that's been another episode of the Totally Blitz podcast. Them boys is working, man. If you made it all the way out here today, I don't care what your people says. I don't care what your haters say. I don't care what your ops say. I fuck with you. You's a real one. We fuck with you. You, you fuck, we fuck with you the long way. But that's oh, how yeah. we're coming, man. We got nothing but consistent, consistent, consistent episodes. Two episodes a week. We got a preview. We're gonna have a recap for you. Recap for you either Wednesday or Thursday. This preview Saturday, Sundays. We got them coming, man. So keep peeping. Stay consistent. We keeping it fresh every week. We got a long season. We got more football and nothing more. But peep totally blitz, man. It's great. You can't beat it. Shot, smoke, and whatever you like, man. Hey, but shout out anybody watching this shit, man. This has been another episode of the Totally Blitz Podcast. It's your boy, no KK, the Don Pyte. I'm here with your boy Paul and this has been another episode of Holy Blitz. Problems with being problematic. Get the light beam on me, ready for electrostatic. Don't you step into this box if you're not batting. Then my gang got tools. You could call them boy crap, man. This gang got rules, man. You better watch your passes. This ain't nothing.